0: Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including gathering times and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Rob Basham. Amen. Church family, you can have a seat. It's a beautiful reverence mixed with a thankfulness in this room. I don't know if you can sense that on live stream, but we're glad you're here with us as well. If you're new to this place, my name is Rob. I'm the lead pastor here at Sam Alliance. I'm glad that you are here with us this morning as we're launching into this new year. There's some great things happening around here. One of those is many of you have signed up for our soul care intensive groups. We have 100 people that are gonna be diving into that starting starting this week. We're just super excited about that. We're also getting ready to commission two teams to do some short-term work that I want to introduce to you this morning. The first team is headed to Thailand. Here's a picture of that crew. They are going to be ministering. This is a medical team, and so most of the crew is medical personnel, and they're going to be ministering in Thailand along the Cambodian border in kind of an animistic area. We've been doing this with our workers there in Thailand for the last 20 years. Some of these people, this will be their seventh time going, and so there's this longevity and these relationships that have been cultivated, and so if you could just be praying for this team as they head out. They head out, I believe, this coming week. Just grab one of these faces and maybe pray for them, but the team is made up of Tom, Tanaya, Cheryl, Jennifer, Shelley, and Susan, but we'll be commissioning and praying for them in just a moment. And the second crew that's headed out is the Wadsworth family, and we are super excited. They get to do this as a family. They are some of the, the local crew that we support here as a church. They are at the Salem YWAM base, but they will be traveling together as a family for three months. Months, they'll be in Costa Rica doing a YWAM leadership intensive as well as ministering there and so we're just going to continue to pray for them over the next few months but today we have the opportunity to commission both of these groups and so would you just join me in prayer as we do commission them. So, Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you that we are able to travel again, and we just bless these two teams. We bless this Thai medical team, and I just pray for wisdom and discernment as they travel, Lord, as they utilize their giftings and their talents that you have given them to minister to the people there in Thailand. I pray that your peace would just manifest through them, that as they provide medical care and they also pray for physical healing for people, that you would use both of those together to bless the people as they work alongside Debbie Vick and other international workers there, I just pray for just synergy, Lord, that they would come back just ready with stories. Lord, as they will see many difficult things, I bless them with perseverance. Lord, would you just strengthen them as they prepare to go, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the Wadsworth family. We just thank you for just them being part of our community here at Sam Alliance, and I just pray that you would just grant them peace as they travel together. Lord, will you continue to raise up leadership within each and every one of them? Would the generational blessing that's on the parents extend to the kids? Would the calling extend as well? Lord, we thank you for this family and the impact that they will make and continue to make both here in Salem and around the world. We lift up both of these teams to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we are kicking off a new series today. The next four weeks, we're gonna be in a series titled Gifts passions, and story. And I hope that you're excited about this. I know many of you have grabbed our Bible study guides and have been going through those. There's some out there on the tables. We just printed some more because we ran out. Uh, if you didn't catch one of those, grab one of those on the way out. I just encourage you to go through that on your own or in a life group. But just please do continue to process with these materials. One of the things that this sermon series is going to speak to is just our, our purpose, our calling, and our direction in what we're called to be. I think that oftentimes if we really sit back and think about it, a lot of us struggle with kind of this plague of purposelessness. I remember when I finished college, this book came out called A Purpose-Driven Life, and I remember somebody gave me a copy of this book, and I was like, "Ah, it's it's interesting. How many of you have read this, right? This is like flashback. This thing came out like 20-something, 25 years ago, right? And this book obviously hits something in the culture. I mean, the book was good. I believe it was an anointed book, but it sold 50 million copies, like 50 million. It was a New York Times bestseller for two weeks. It's been translated into 85 languages. This book obviously met a need in our culture and in the many cultures of our world. And I think many of us struggle to kind of figure out what is my purpose? What is the direction that I have been created to to be to do. In the book, Warren goes over like, we're created to be worshipful, we're created to be in fellowship with one another, we're created to become more and more like Jesus, created for a discipleship plan in our own lives. And he also touches on how we're created for ministry, and we have a mission that we have been given. This series is really gonna focus on those last two, the ministry and the mission, as we just kinda look at the intersection of our gifts and our passions and our personal stories. I think it's important that we talk about what our purpose and our direction is in life because oftentimes this is changing for us in different seasons of life. Some of you are juniors and seniors in high school and you're being hit with this right now as people continue to bombard you with the questions of what's next for you? What are you going to do after graduation? Is it a gap? You're going right into school. Is there a university that you're interested in? What are you going to study? And you're getting bombarded with all of these questions. You're like, oh my goodness, I got to figure this out. Some of you are sophomores in university and they keep telling you, You need to declare a major. You need to declare a major. And you're like, No, I will not be caged in for the r- oh, I have to declare a major. What what am I good at? What am I called to do? What excites me? Some of you just became empty nesters recently. Yeah. It resurfaces what do I do with all these extra hours? What am I going to spend my time doing? And it resurfaces to those of you that have just entered into retirement. You still got game. You've got this wisdom. You've got these skills. How are you going to utilize that to make the world a better place? And some of you are even coming out of seasons of grief where you've reflected on things and, and you've, you've asked yourself some different questions and you're ready to... Go again, And so you're looking for that direction and a new level of purpose. And it is my hope that for those of us that are wandering a little bit and wondering how am I to engage as the kingdom of God goes forth, as I live my life, as I love others, as I want to be loved myself, I hope that this series is a blessing to you. To those of us that are in those seasons, the words of Ephesians 2 bring comfort. Ephesians 2 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This is the word of the Lord. I want to put just verse 10 up because verse 10 is kind of the anchor for this this series. In fact, we want to encourage you to memorize this verse. Next week, we'll throw it up there. A couple of those words are going to be missing. We'll see how you do. Yeah, it's a test. But today, if you would read it aloud with me as we just get familiar with it, here we go. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. To those of you on live stream, I hope you read it out loud. I know it's awkward when you're just there with three people, but I hope you did engage with that. And we're testing you next week as well. But church family, this is an anchoring verse for us. And I don't know what it's like for you, but when I read that, that these good works that we have been called and created to carry out have been already established for us. That, like, just give me revelation. I want to know what those are. And I believe that this series will help us just kind of discover some of those things, the way we have been crafted. In fact, we're gonna be just kind of concentrating on a couple of different questions over the next few weeks. Why am I here and what are these good things? What are these good things that Ephesians is talking about planned in advance before time that I am created to carry out? What is my purpose and calling and what is my unique contribution? Even to this city, to this city, You see, the foundation of the sermon series is kind of this idea that we are each created, every single one of us, each created to play a unique role in bringing peace to our city. You've been created with a unique role to bring peace to our city. There you see the vision of our church, Salem Alliance Church, embedded in that. Our goal is to see our city become a city at peace with God. And we believe that we each have a role in carrying that out. I've been asking people lately just kind of this question because our vision, I love our vision. I love walking out there and seeing it written really big, but sometimes it can be so conceptual. But, but just think for a minute, tangibly, tangibly, what does peace in your home look like? Tangibly, what does peace in your school, peace in your workplace look like? What does peace in your neighborhood look like? Think about that. See, we've been called to, to bring that, to bring the peace to our city, and all those things collectively make up our city. You often hear us say that our hope is that we get to release the peace and the presence and the power of Jesus into our spheres of influence. Well, first of all, what is your sphere of influence? Have you defined it? And tangibly, what does peace and presence and power look like in those This is what we hope this series helps us uncover as we walk this out. Because the bottom line is for us to see our vision become a reality, we need many of us to be engaged. Many of us to be engaged. And the beautiful invitation that you will see here is that each of us has a unique role to play in it. You see, your relationships are different than my relationships. Your gifts and the way God has given you these gifts and talents are different than the person sitting next to you. The passions that arise when you, in you when you hear a, a news story or see something happening downtown, those passions put there by God are different than the people sitting in front of you right now. And each of you have been uniquely created. You're a masterpiece that has been uniquely created. And when we collectively all come together, we can make a tangible impact on our city. And this verse is a reminder to us that we were made to be this. I think many of us are still stuck, as we talked about last week, in this striving to become something so we can make a difference. But here, I think it's pretty clear. No, you're already qualified. You're ready to go. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to live this life that in the house might be a little chaotic, but at least the neighbors think you guys got it together. No, you're a masterpiece, and you're qualified in the here and now. And We hope that you discover that and believe that as we walk through these things. So in these next few weeks, we're just gonna break down and we're gonna talk about what our gifts are, our spiritual gifts, but also our just, our natural talents and abilities. And we'll look at that next week. We'll see what scripture has to say about that. And then we're gonna move into just basically what are these passions, helping us identify. I think we know what they are, but oftentimes we don't talk about it. Man, something rises up in me when I hear about that issue. We want you to really discover those and be able to speak out loud with confidence. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to do something about that. And then finally, in the, in the final week, we'll be looking at our personal stories. We'll be reflecting on our journey that God has carried us through, the good and the bad, because he wants to use both of those He uses those difficult seasons to create empathy so we can walk with other people. And he wants us to celebrate the good things that we've experienced to testify about those that releases faith and you each have a unique story. And so as we enter into this, I want to just lay a bit of a theological basis because what God is inviting us into is his great restoration project for this world, this world that he is wanting his people to, to make a difference in, to make it more the way it was intended to be. You see, it's important that we understand a bit of our ecclesiology as a church, what it means, why we exist as a church. I just want you to understand if you're here and and you think that you're part of a church that is just awaiting the return of Christ and just hoping that we can stay in our little bubble until he gets back, that we can stay safe with one another and just stay away from that dangerous city out there, that dangerous culture out there that we are against, you're in the wrong church. Because scripture makes it really clear that we are called on mission to our city, Yes, we await the return of Christ. We declare that he is coming king. That is our hope. The world will not be, we will not experience the peace that we're longing for until he returns and establishes a new heaven and a new earth. But in the meantime, in the meantime, he has called us and released us to make a difference. We are for our city. We love our city. We want to see our city become more and more like heaven every day until Jesus returns. It's what we've been created to do. And so there's kind of two foundational truths that I just want to lay out here. And the first is this. Jesus' mission is to fill everything, everywhere with all that he is. His mission is to fill everything, everywhere with all that he is. He wants kingdom space everywhere. He wants his glory to shine everywhere. In Ephesians 1, 22 to 23, it says, God has put all things under his authority, under the authority of Christ, and he's made him the head over all the things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. We're the body. And it is made full and complete by Christ who fills everything, everywhere, with himself. A few weeks ago, we ended our, our series on Ezekiel, the prophetic book of Ezekiel, and we looked at chapter 47, this, this one of my favorite chapters, it's that one where the river flows out from the temple. In, in Ezekiel 47.9, it says the river of life, it flows out from the temple, and wherever the river goes, everything will live. There will be peace, there will be healing, everything will be made li- life again. The Dead Sea will be teeming with life. It's this powerful, powerful passage. And here's the thing, church, We are the river. We are the river. Everywhere that we flow, everywhere that we step, we bring life, we bring peace, we bring healing. That's what Jesus is doing because the second foundational truth here is that Jesus chooses to use us, his church, to carry out this mission. He uses us, you and me, his qualified masterpieces to carry out this mission, to go and make a difference, not to hunker down until he returns, to go and to engage and to make a difference. It's what we're called to do. Why does he choose to use us? I have no idea. I want to ask him that question yesterday, or someday, because I believe that like the, the the beautiful mountains, the Cascade Range, actually testifies to his glory better than I ever could. I believe that the waves of the Pacific show his power better than we could ever reflect his power and his majesty. And yet, throughout scripture, we see that it is us, humankind, his church, the body. We are the primary way that he demonstrates his presence, his rule, his reign, his glory to all the earth. Psalm 8 talks about this. Psalm 8 talks about how we've been made a little lower than God, crowned with glory and honor. We're crowned with glory and honor to represent him. You are princes and princesses. You've been given charge of everything he's made, it says. He's put things under our authority, flocks and the herds, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea. It's with that same authority that he grants us to bring his presence to fill the earth that we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Such a profound prayer. On earth as it is in heaven, we release the kingdom of God wherever we go to make things right as they were intended to be, as they once were and once will be again when Jesus returns and sets up heaven. It's a powerful thing. And so, as we await his return, we release the kingdom where we go. What would that look like? It means that the poor will find housing and food and warmth that the widow and the orphan will be provided for, that the sick will be healed, that the spiritually captive will be set free. It means that the lives of the just conceived and those that have lived many years but whose health is in decline, that their lives will be protected. It means that exploitation and corruption will be brought into the light and dealt with. It means that the foreigner will find refuge It means that our neighbors will be treated in ways that we want to be treated. Scripture gives us tangible examples over and over of what it means to see heaven come to earth. And God chooses to use us to represent him and to carry it out. We are called his image bearers in scripture. It's the calling that he gave us at creation. Jesus came and reestablished it. He inaugurated this great restoration program when he walked on the earth. He started with this 12, and in Luke 9, he commissions them, and he sends them out. He says, one day Jesus called them together, his 12 disciples, and he gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news in healing the sick. The good news, the kingdom of God is at hand. It is happening. Transformation of the culture, of the city, of the villages, it's happening. The next chapter, Luke 10, he sends out the 72. The numbers have expanded. He sends out the 72, and I love it. It's one of my favorite, because they return, and they're like, Jesus, it's working. Like, we're ministering. It's making a change in these villages. People are being healed. Peace is being released. People are believing in your name. Something is happening. And I love Jesus' reaction because scripture tells us he's filled with joy in the spirit. Guys, when we walk in this obedience, when we discover how we have been created to be a masterpiece that can make a difference in our world, it brings joy in worship to God. He gives thanks when we get it, when we sign on board and when we do this. The author and pastor Todd Wilson phrases it this way. He says, we are saved for far more than a destination we are saved to play a part in the grand restoration of God's kingdom on earth. The grand restoration project is underway. In church family, we are all invited to play a role. We are the ones that he is calling to restore the rule and reign of Jesus. Through the Spirit's empowerment, we get to bring the peace and the presence of Jesus and make things right everywhere we go. I have been created uniquely to play a role. You have been created to play a unique role in bringing peace wherever you step. So what's your unique role? What's our unique role? What space in this city and beyond will your gifts and your passion and your story be released into? That's the goal of the series, to practically help you discover that. Really, this is an interactive series where we help, hope that you on your own, but even more so in community, discover and discern your role, your place. In many ways, this is a family, a tangible family experience that we are going to journey on together. We wanna to give legs to our vision, a city at peace with God. We believe that this church collectively, we, the people of God, his body, can make an impact on our city. And I believe that as you engage, you're going to notice how your gifts intersect with your passions and how your gifts and your passions intersect with your story. And those things together qualify you. Those things together make you the unique masterpiece that you are. And so there's a few things that I just want to encourage you to do as we begin this series, as we begin this experience and conversation together. One of those is if you didn't grab that Bible study guide, I'd encourage you to grab it and go for it. But second, I want to encourage you to take an assessment. We have purchased just for our whole church an assessment, a gifts assessment. Similar to many of you may have taken a gifts inventory before. This one's a little bit more detailed, has some components that we are really excited about. But we want you to engage in this assessment. Notice I'm not calling it a test. It's not a test. You can't pass it and you can't fail it. Sorry. And that brings some of you, you know, ease. But I want to explain to you a little bit about how to take it and why we're doing it. First of all, there's multiple ways that you can take it. I'm going to show you some of those on on the screen here. But also, some of you have already attempted to take it. In the Bible study guide, you saw there's a QR code. And those of you that used that, you got right into the test, and you were able to start taking it. And then there was a little shortcut link. And some of you might have used a shortcut link that's in the Bible study guides. And it took you to buy a really nice Hoover vacuum. And um, if it was a good deal and you bought one, congratulations. We're not trying to say anything. We just messed up that we own that. We don't get everything perfect but we've remedied that but today I just want to show you a couple other ways that you can go ahead and engage in this test there's gonna be cards in the lobby that have the QR code but if you go to our website And you go to the homepage and you scroll down if you don't want to listen to last week's sermon. And there you go. And you come to Gifts Passion Store. You hit the learn more. It's going to take you to another page. And there's going to be a short video by Sam Brown, who's helping us launch this, who's going to explain concisely what I just shared with you in the last 15 minutes. And then when you go there, if you want to find out more, you're going to hit that link right there. That's gonna take you to a longer video that's gonna explain to you how to take this assessment. Because church family, it's gonna take you a little while to take this assessment, and I encourage you, really seriously, watch this video. And once you watch that video, you click on the link, it'll take you to our Salem Alliance dedicated page here where you can register to take it. Once you take the assessment, they will email you the results, they'll let us know that you took it as well, and then at that point, we encourage you, talk about them in your life groups. The sermons the next three weeks will become richer if you have taken the assessment before next weekend. But we want to encourage you. Sometimes the best way to understand your spiritual gifts is is just to get in community. We want to encourage you. The simplest way to get to all that as well is to just go ahead and take a picture of that QR code. You can do that even now. But I know in reality that a lot of you aren't going to watch the second video. You're just not because you're gonna see that it's over three minutes and your attention span for videos is actually two minutes and 40 seconds. We know that. <laughs> but I just wanna encourage you. You see, I'm an achiever, so like I went to take this, this assessment and it's lengthy and I wanted to just get it done. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do parts one and two that go over your gifts and your passions and then walk away. It'll save, walk away, because the third section really is almost a journaling of your life, your story, and experience, and if you get to that and you're just trying to finish it, you will lose some of the richness of the conversations that we want to get going. So I encourage you, do it in two parts, but would you engage with us in this? We at Sam Alliance believe the truth that Jesus' mission is to fill everything, everywhere with all that he is. His presence, his glory extending to the ends of the earth. And he chooses to use us, his church, to carry that mission out. You have a unique role to play in that. And we hope that you'll go on this journey with us as we discover our role in that so that we can engage and see this happen. Let's pray. Jesus, we declare that you are a God that loves his creation. You want people to experience you. You want your creation to flourish. And right now we look around and there's a lot of areas where it's not. And you've called us to make a difference in the here and now. And while we do wait for your return and we receive that hope... We also acknowledge that until that day comes, you have commissioned us to make a difference. So I pray that you would give us the courage to engage, that you would give us the stamina and the perseverance to go forward and make a difference. Lord, would you give us discernment as we just fill out even this assessment and talk about the gifts and the natural abilities that we have, would you allow us the confidence to say, yeah, I am passionate about that. You've put that in me, Lord. And as we reflect on our story, I just pray, Lord, that we would celebrate the good times with thankfulness and that as we share those stories, that they would release faith of your goodness. And as we look at the difficult seasons, that you would send your spirit, the one who comforts upon us, and release empathy as we then walk with others in similar circumstances. Lord, we're excited about what you're doing. We give you all the glory. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.